Well, good evening and salutations, uh, gentle men. 204. Hey now. <laughs> you sound <laughs> you sound road weary, Nick. Are you okay? Really? Do I? Well, you just No, said, I'm great. Oh, here we go. 204. Here 204. It's good stuff. No, no, I'm pumped. Okay. But I'm a little tired. Yeah? Doing some yard work. It was fun. Nice. What kind of what kind of yard work? What some you getting mowing. into? Just mowing, but you know the sweat. Oh yeah. It's, it's Samoan nice. yard work. It's it's sweet and humid over here on the East Coast. It's, it's humid, all right. Yeah, yeah. Man. Is it? Yeah. But yeah. Mm. beautiful day. No. So t- truth be told, I'm just dehydrated. That's all it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in some uh, hot weather myself, man. I went to mm. Brownsville, Texas. For, oh, that's right. That's right. Just a quick, Jeez, quick little hit it and quit it mm-hmm. situation, and uh, it was a hundred degrees out there. I wild. heard it's a little bit hot down there in Texas. Brutal, but and, and the gig was outside. What However, was uh, it was a. Oh, I see what you, I see what you did there. Red not chili peppers. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Appreciate that. You're welcome. We want chili Willie. Hey, we want chili Willie. There it is. Turn off. Turn back on again. All right, it worked. Yeah, beautiful. So anyway, red not chili peppers. Brownsville, Texas. We played a quick little uh, Fourth of July weekend celebration. Cool. Um, yeah, it was hot. However, what by the time we got to the uh, to the well, I, don't, I, I wouldn't call it a venue uh, mm-hmm. to the site, okay. the okay. site, <laughs> the location, um, sorry, the location. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It was tolerable, and it was mostly shaded, so we were actually pretty comfortable. Planted underneath oh, cool. a couple couple pine trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a football um, stadium kind of situation. Like we were on some turf, you know. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, I'm making it sound much bigger than it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was like it, the the Rose Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, I can't no, remember no, no, the name no, no. of it. Or it was. Bowl it was. It was like in that. a sports park. Okay. Mm. That's what. I, that, that's what. It was. It was <laughs> technically the Brownsville Sports Park. So anyway. Okay. But yeah. Made it back last night. Um, yeah, ready to hit to uh, celebrate the fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We should have that. You guys got any uh, cool fireworks lined up, Nick? Uh, they're everywhere. They're happening right now. Yeah. So uh, yes, we'll we'll see plenty of fireworks. We're gonna have the boys with me, and yeah, it'll be great. Excellent. Right well, on. I've heard that my neighbor Mike has some fireworks left over from last year. I don't know if you guys Ooh. recall or not, but uh, uh, I do. It's a pretty actually. epic uh-huh. illegal fireworks display. Okay. Last year, <laughs> um, just just enough dangerous to be interesting and uh-huh. not right. terrifying. Okay. Um, so we're hoping to have a repeat of that uh, tomorrow night. So we'll see how that goes. All right. And these are last year's leftovers. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. You know, I, I'm right. not involved. I'm not involved. We uh, right, right, right. Ben and I. <laughs> Ben and I found the stash of leftover, like, you know, like the fireworks you can get at, like, the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkles type of thing. We had leftover yeah. from last year. We lit them. We lit them last night. Nice. Uh, kind of an early. And we had the, you know, the, the jade shower. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm. the one, I think my favorite was small kindness. Mm. I think that was a pretty good one. Mm. And one was just called happy. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty excited. Pew, pew, pew. So we put on a little fireworks show for the uh, for for Ava and Mom. Oh. Pretty pretty exciting. So yeah. we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Very cool. But right on. We have a show to put on tonight, That's the guys. Word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Episode two hundred four coming at you. What do you say we get a start, boys? Let's do it. It's time. You should check it. Yes, that's right. You are tuned into You Should Check It Out, creating illegal firework bombs since 2018. Coming at you on a beautiful Thursday after your 4th of July celebrations, but we're going to be pretending as though it's not the 4th of July yet because it's actually Monday, the day before the 4th of July when we're Uh recording this. So I'm going to have some stuff that's about Independence Day. and Which would have passed once you've listened. Right. Exactly. Just... Try to hang with us in that whole flow. Appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Really happy to have you with us. Uh, It's going to be a great show tonight. Um, This is episode 204 Mm -hmm. of You Should Check It Out. And my name is Jay. 
I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And as I mentioned, we have an awesome show for you tonight. I am going to be talking about some independence, some independence from the record labels and some options that artists have, well, good artists <laughs> have for getting their music out there. Cool. Nick, I believe, has a uh, tried and true segment, some news with Nick. That's right. Going to be bringing us up to date. Darn it, Tootin. And Greg? Mm-hmm. Greg, how do we describe what you're going to be talking about tonight? Uh, Give us a short know, I sweet. I don't usually like to pan things or bash projects that people have worked on. Right. Sure. But there's something that I've come across over the past couple of weeks, and uh, perhaps some of our listeners, if they're... HBO viewers hmm. may have been subjected to the same thing, but uh, I'd like to talk about a recent show that uh -huh. has connections to the music biz. Okay. Fair enough. Interesting. Okay. Excellent. That could be anything. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, let me get things started with some music, if Perfect. that's okay with you. Yeah, please. In celebration of the 4th of July, America's mm -hmm. Independence, I'd like to uh, play some music from one of our favorite non-presidential candidates who should have been a presidential candidate, Mr. Ah, Frank Zappa. Mr. Frank Zappa. As you all know, the uh, Frank Zappa family has been releasing all kinds of music over the last couple of years. Some good, some not as essential. Tough to but, listen to, yeah. But I'll tell you what, this latest album, uh, it's called Funky Nothingness. Mm -hmm. And this Funky has been kind of um, bubbling up. I've, I've heard about this over the last couple of years that, that this album was coming out. And this is the famous the successor to hot rats oh okay oh, yeah Early. so after the famous album hot rats was recorded in 69 and released apparently you know of course frank zappa is always working always recording stuff he was kind of recording some more some more stuff in the same vein mm -hmm. and uh it for whatever reason hasn't found the light of day until today and uh, as Greg alluded to, this is a lot of kind of jammy stuff, but, you know, it's like that really good Frank Zappa yeah. style jam mm -hmm. stuff. So. There's a lot of tracks to choose from. The one I picked was a song called Chunga's Revenge. Ooh, all right. Which actually found its way onto another album a little bit later down the line. But this is uh, an early take of Chunga's Revenge. This is take five. All right. Let's it's pretty do this. awesome. You know, that's that's Ainsley Dunbar on the drums. You know, I don't know if it's there if there's anything there for a new Zappa listener, but for you know, an old right. Zappa head, like yeah, this is kind of yeah. like prime Zappa so jamming cool. stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. What I what I got from it, and I haven't dug into this deeply, but it seemed like these were more de in the demo phases. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what I meant earlier when I was, was like, oh, these are just kind of jams. Like, you know, it was working songs out. But yeah, they're working stuff out. So those of us who are familiar with the catalog and the eras and the sort of lineups and the phases that he was in, 
I think there's definitely a lot to appreciate there. Heck yeah. yeah. Get to hear the evolution of it. And it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Definitely. Definitely. So, guys, it is fast approaching July 4th, America's mm-hmm. Independence Day. And in the mm-hmm. spirit of that, I thought I'd talk about some not independent li- record labels, but assets for artists who are on the p- independent side of things. Okay. And in particular, I'd like to talk about this record. I'll call it a label. It's a record, quote unquote, label called 30 Tigers. You guys 30? heard this name come around? No, no never. That's really interesting to me because like, if you're into the kind of music that I'm into, like Americana, roots, rock type of stuff, it, and I'm not a guy that like really pays attention too much to like the label that somebody's on. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you like what label, you know, a, a Madonna is on. Some people are really into that kind of thing. But sure. when I look on the back of albums from artists that I love... I see very often lately that they've been produced or distributed by this company, 30 Tigers. And I've seen it mostly in particular with Jason Isbell. I think that's probably what set this whole thing off. off. And the the two albums I have behind me, you guys can't see it, but the two albums I have behind me from Jason Isbell are both produced by 30 Tigers. And just to give you some idea of some of the other artists that this label is associated with Alanis Morissette. Okay. B- Bela Fleck. All right. Mm-hmm. Bruce Love Hornsby. All okay. Right. Uh, there's a guy, Charlie Crockett. I talked about him a couple of months oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coulter Wall, um, Lucinda Williams, mm-hmm. Lupe Fiasco, mm-hmm. Patty Griffin, Shelby Lynn, Son, Son Volt. Sturgill Simpson, the Avid Brothers, Trampled yeah. by Turtles, and the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. These are all artists that this label, quote unquote, 30 Tigers, has been associated with Local in the last kids, couple of yeah. years. So I kind of got interested in like why I kept hearing about this, this group. Mm-hmm. And so I did some digging, and it turns out that um, they're a company that was founded in 2002 by these guys, David Macius and a lady named Deb Markland. And what they do is they provide independent artists assistance with distribution, marketing, marketing, promotion, management, and publicity for their albums without engaging in like a specific contract with said artists. Hmm. Okay. Like as a service? Yeah, exactly. Almost like an agency model. Right. It is like an agency model, exactly. Yeah. And this is interesting to me because way back in the day, back in 2005, um, my band, Polly Western, which was me, my buddy Rob, and friend of the show, Kreshmere, mm-hmm. um, we had produced kind of like an EP and produced a music video for that, for a song off that EP. And it got some, a little bit of traction. And this company that was doing a similar model to this, but just a little bit earlier, emailed us and said, hey, you know, are you interested in us helping out with some of the promotion and distribution for your EP? And we're like, we just couldn't believe that anyone was actually interested in what we were sure. doing. So we were like, hell yeah. And it turned out it was it was a, actually a pretty good arrangement. You know, they they helped out marketing the thing, getting it out on YouTube, helped a little bit with the packaging and uh, help with a little bit with management, but not really. I mean, they, like, they didn't set up any shows for us or anything like that, but right. really just help with the publicity of the whole thing. And uh, But the whole deal was just they were going to take a percentage of whatever money that was, was made. And that right. was really appealing to us because, you know, we weren't out there trying to, like, go on a world tour or anything like that. But if we could get some help in the distribution and publicity aspect of things. Sure all for it so in a similar vein 30 tigers just with bigger artists has taken distribution marketing promotion management and publicity and helped artists like elizabeth cook the avid brothers north mississippi all stars drive by truckers a bunch of those other artists that i've talked about like big artists and instead of having them on a like okay we're in a contract where you're going to produce five albums for us 
right. and we're going to we're going to hold all the publishing rights mm-hmm. for this and you're going to abide by our rules through this thing it's it's kind of like an album by album basis and 30 tigers is paid a percentage of the revenue generated by the album sales right so it's kind of just, more just old, what they drive right exactly so it's it's the more they work it's kind of like mm-hmm. a uh, what's the word in sales whenever you uh Commission. It's like a commission type deal. Yeah. The more you sell, the more mm-hmm. we're going to get. Right. Which to me like makes a lot more sense in today's day and age. And sure. at least for the, the artists that I've been talking about in the kind of Americana vein that this company knows how to market to. They have, you know, their audience that they, they know how to market to. It makes a lot of sense. And even for an artist as big as Jason Isbell is these days, all of his albums are now promoted and distributed through 30, 30 Tigers. Right. Which I think uh, is pretty interesting. It is very interesting. And I'm noticing on their website a few a few more artists that are maybe um, on the uh, outskirts of what you were describing as far as the Americana scene. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Smashing Pumpkins for sure. Yeah, their latest album was produced and distributed by... 30 Tigers. I believe it was, I believe it was like a triple album. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, wow. Like a follow-up to Melancholy and The Infinite Sadness. I haven't heard it yet. Um, but uh, Toby Keith is on there. Um, but oh, some other ones. Sister Sparrow, which is a band I opened up for uh, once. Um, Ray Willie Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Ray Wiley. Wiley Hubbard. Sorry, I, Ray Wiley. Excuse me. Michael. Who's going to be on the show next week? Yes, yeah, he he mentioned him. That's who's been metric. About last year. That's right. This band metric. They're not. They're more like electronic. I've I thought. Hmm. I could be wrong about that, but they're. This doesn't seem to be like a genre specific label. I think it started as a very specific niche. It seems like, like it seems like you're absolutely correct, but I'm noticing some things that are a little bit more, um, yeah, a little bit different from that, which is cool. To, to me, it just seems like a, a perfect fit for a. I don't know. I, I I don't want to say the Smashing Pumpkins is a mid-tier band. They're not. They're a huge band. But like, do as the Smashing Pumpkins, do you want to enter into a big record contract with a major label? Obviously, Billy knows the business pretty well by now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know. So Thirty Tigers is doing something right and filling out like a really specific niche in a, in a good way, and providing a service that, you know, they they they've linked up with this uh, distribution company Red distribution who takes care of like the physical like the packaging okay. you know, making making the actual product um, they're doing something right and it seems to be filling a niche uh, in between just doing it all yourself and signing with a big la- record label I mean it seems like they're attracting new artists to, to come to them mm-hmm. uh, through this model the, the, what, what, do you think do you think the having been an established band prior to signing with them is is something that's necessary? in this case for this model like since they're not doing the are they doing they're not doing like the concert promotion or anything like that they're just handling you know it's it's hard to say because i think this particular label i don't think they've taken any bands from like nothingness to stardom yeah right yeah they're just they're just kind of helping cover some of the responsibilities right i I find their audience and basically promote hey this band's got a new album right exactly you know, right. if you are a band like Polly Western back in 2005 and you have nothing, you know, obviously we didn't rise to superstardom through this, you know, this distribution channel. But, right, right. you know, I think there there could be a niche there, too. But then maybe that turns into a bigger label arrangement. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 30 Tigers is doing something right, because every time a new album comes out that's in the kind of vein that I like, uh-huh. A lot of times that 30 Tigers label is attached to it. And so I'm like, eh, Very cool. they're doing something right. Yeah. So. Very cool, man. I didn't know about them. And uh, yeah, I'm, noticing, I'm noticing also Delbert McClinton, mm-hmm. who um, I know his daughter, Delaney. So I'm going to ask her what, what she can fill us in on about regarding, regarding all this. And also um, Chris Shiflett, who mm-hmm. is one of the mm-hmm. guitarists in Foo Fighters. That's right. Yeah, um, and he's been—he's uh, going to be playing at a club called the Belly Up down here, um, just north of San Diego. And he actually reached out to well, 
one of the tribute bands out here that is for Foo Fighters called Foo's Fighters, and they're playing <laughs> at at uh, and Pete books them. Pete from Red Knots books them. Okay, so they're playing at Belly Up and Chris Shiflett's management, which maybe it, including these thirty thirty Tigers folks, have asked them to like promote Chris's show because he's also playing at that club. Oh, nice, nice. Like as part of it. And so they Very worked cool. out a deal where they get some comp tickets and stuff. So cool. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I could get maybe a little bit of an uh, under the hood peek. Yeah, so inside I'll, scoop. I'll, I'll report back if I get any any word. Uh, oh, I'm already seeing something. Uh, Delbert's people. Yes, we work with them. We've done distribution deals for his last three records with them. So yeah, cool. I'll get all I'll right. get some more. I'll get some more info. Dig in. Cool. Cool. Well, that's all I got. Happy Independence Day, guys. Happy Independence Day. Hey, you know, and if the guys from 30 Tigers are interested to dip their toes into the uh, podcast waters, you know? Yeah. We have an in-house musician, too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all I got. Nick Klein, what's up, buddy? Cool. I'm going to let Greg play me in. No, you're good, Greg. (laughs) Go for it. Go for it, Nick. I'll play some music first. How about that? We'll get a little power cleanser. Um, I was, uh, I had uh, my new music channel on Apple Music. Just hit shuffle. And I was doing some work. And this song came on and I was like, well, this is definitely David Bowie. Is this, this isn't David Bowie. Is this David Bowie? <laughs> this sounds like low. This isn't, this is not low. It was, it was not at all. It was Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> oh. Close. Uh, and it was, it was not even close. And it was, uh, yeah, exactly. And it was, uh, it was a new song from their new album called, uh, the song is called Carnivore. Nothing, nothing, nothing inside Hundred percent on that, man. That sounds I am, exactly but you know what's, like low. You know what's what's crazy though is that I also realized that around the time that we were doing the very first iteration of the David Bowie Low uh, podcast, right? I think I think it was like soon thereafter that Alex came on. My brother Alex came on to do his Queens of the Stone Age album, right? Right. Um, so I also I also might have mapped the two because I was probably listening to both of those albums at the same no, time. No, that's it. That's that's a hundred percent low. Like the drum sound, the, the synth drum sound, sound right? the, yeah. even his the way he's doing his vocals. Sounds, yeah, sounds so much Bowie. That's that's great. I love it. Yeah, it's very cool. So <laughs> more of an homage to uh, to uh, to your taste there, Jay. Um, Thank you. Uh, but guys, I'm super pumped. Woo! I've got I've got I do have a news with Nick this evening. Um, news with but, Nick. Yes, but the last time I don't remember which episode it was. The last time I did news with Nick. Um, we talked a little bit about how I, I needed to get a theme song put you together. Did. Yes. Um, and dear friend of the show, uh, old friend of mine, uh, Eric Lenhart, not too long after that episode aired, just sends me a text and it's, it says, I wrote you a stinger for your segment. My gift is my song and this one's for you. <laughs> okay. Well played. Got a little Elton John in there for me. That's, that's Excellent. great. Excellent. So this Very is cool. Eric's, this is Eric's, 
again, I think he probably, he might have done it in a car. I don't know how, because he's playing guitar, but but um, let's let's give this a listen. This is great. Excellent. News with Nick, get ready for it. News with Nick, you will adore it. Nick will read the news today that he finds noteworthy. News with Nick. Yeah! That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well done, Mr. Lenhart. <laughs> Love it. So, Love it. So I got I got a theme song, and I'm proud of that. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Uh, wow. So we have got a news with Nick, and guys, my first story. Yeah. I'm excited to announce because we covered this. I think it was episode 118. Um, Gosh. But it was announced that Travis Scott will not face criminal charges over the 2021 Astroworld tragedy. I heard about this. You guys, do you remember this? Do you remember that I story? Do. Oh yeah, yes, big time. Absolutely. They're not going to press charges. They investigated all of them. They were all found to be accidental. Um, and I, what I didn't realize is that, I guess, in the years since, he kind of went underground, and he's slowly been reemerging like, here and there. Um, but he's, he's had a couple live shows that he's like stopped. There was like a live show where there were like kids climbing in a tree like on the grounds where he was playing. And he just like, stopped. He's, like, stopped the show. And, um, nah, nah. Not again. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah, not, not going to Get down from those damn trees. <laughs> yeah, stop it, kids. Stop it. Um, which, you know what? If that means, like, lesson learned or whatever, or, or even just or even just take it seriously uh, and pay a bit more attention to what's going on, on out in the audience because he he kept revving the audience up, and there was this was right, this was one of the first, like, live shows after the pandemic. Right, um, right. And... There was tremendous amount of trampling. There were uh, it was eight, eight or ten people that ended up being killed. Um, eight or ten so, people being killed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. dude. Jeez. Yeah, it was. Uh, Gnarly. Yeah, eleven people were in cardiac arrest. Um, Lord. Yeah, it was it was intense. So uh, so yeah, at the time I think we were we were it was. I actually I, I did I listened a little bit back to our coverage and we were more measured than i remembered uh feeling at the time because it seemed it was, it was kind of such a travesty um but looks like looks like he's learned his lesson and and uh and kind of tiptoeing his way back into the spotlight excellent he's got an, an album coming out here soon too so um and speaking of new albums uh um, news with nick news with nick mm-hmm. yep <laughs> Uh, John Baptiste is, has announced that he's going to be putting out a new album, which honestly I'm super, super pumped about. Yeah, yeah. His his wife uh, Suleika, Suleika, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, uh, who's been I think she's still in remission, but she had she got she had another bout of cancer seriously, and he stepped down from the Colbert Report, and it seemed like he was on hiatus, but also. I don't know. It was weird not having it, that that guy's just joy out there constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so super excited to hear about a new album. Looks like it's got a lot of like guest stars, so it's probably a, a, a more collaboration type song. So I, I don't know. We'll see what it sounds like. Final piece I've got here. News with Nick. News with mm-hmm. Nick. <laughs> uh, is there was a and there's a lawsuit that this company called Genius uh, has t- had taken all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the news, the headline is "Genius Denied Appeal to Supreme Court in Suit Against Google," and what this was was oh, it, G- it, G- Genius is the like the lyrics, lyrics. site, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the oh, lyrics right, site, right, right, yeah. And they were suing Google to uh, to say because Google was when you would search for the lyrics for a song in the in the search results, what Google calls its blended results, it would just show you the lyrics, right? Without without so it would basically Genius was arguing because Genius's model is get fans to put the lyrics to their favorite songs on our site. We'll also ads against that make money. Sure. Um, so people weren't going to the site because it's ad riddled and crappy performance and Google's like, well, we'll just show you the lyrics here. Uh, but they were, they were claiming that they were doing it because of a contract that they had with this other organization. So what Genius did is they, they, they came up with this clever pattern that they would do. Every apostrophe, they would alternate between a regular slash and a curly brace apostrophe. And they had a pattern, and the pattern spelled out in Morse code, red-handed. <laughs> they, they basically would switch between like regular curly bra- or like a regular slash and curly braces so that in the search results, if, if, that ma- if they followed their apostrophe pattern, they knew that they were scraping it from them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they basically did it as kind of like a honeypot. Uh, and they were positive this is going to win them the win them the day in court, win them the day in court. But unfortunately, the courts have decided this is too irrelevant, uh, and their model doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. So, oh, bogus, bogus, nah, bogus. Boom. I don't know. That would be tricky. That'd be tricky if if user generated content that's actually copyrighted lyrics by other artists. Yeah. You're trying to sue to say those are being stole, stolen from no, you. No, no. I'm I, just saying that, like, you know, an independent site should have the ability to like moderate what's being shown on google search results right you're the you're the expert in this field so i don't no no no. i i mean for this one it just feels like this is very different than like australian news sources saying we can't sell content anymore because google's taking our content and basically we have to expose our content for google and google tells us if we put our content behind a paywall that they won't link to us, and but they're stealing our content. Like that's one thing. That's that's journalism. I think there's a case to be made there. This all this this I, I wouldn't say it's an independent site. I would say it's just some some company that created a model that where all the users do the work and then they sell ads against it. Which to me is why the internet's so slow. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have much sympathy for them in particular. Um, but as far as whether any company can control their search results. Yeah, yeah, you can do a lot to control your search results. Um, but this is different. They wanted, they wanted the backlink from Google. So I don't, I don't know. It's it, it's news with Nick because it's not important enough to talk about as a main segment. <laughs> but we can keep talking about it. No, I'm gonna double down on that because it's interesting. Because I wonder if they have a relationship with Spotify because most of the lyrics that you see on Spotify, if you go to the little microphone. Mm-hmm. Pull up the lyrics while the song uh-huh. is playing. It says lyrics provided by Genius. It's pro- they probably have like a license deal, right? So right. I, I I haven't searched for a let's let's search for a give me a song. What about that uh, Carnivoyeur? See what the lyrics for that thing are. Car. You had to give me the hardest one to spell. Car. Not that hard. Carnivoyeur. <laughs> <laughs> Y E U R. Oh, look at this man. Yeah. Look at this man where English wasn't his first language. All right, so it just comes up Carnivore, song by Queens of the Stone Age, lyrics, source, music's match. Music match. Okay. That tells us nothing, but (laughs) 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 at least they they do attribute where they got it from. And and that's something that I. Feel like they've been doing for a while haven't they i feel like yeah Usually has a that was my whole point that was my whole point by this is that i figured like it would and as long as you're providing the source where you got it from then it's not google's fault right hmm. i don't know i don't know it's it's also a matter of you know google does stuff like you know anything that takes like a microsecond more they they, they statistically will show that 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 results in you know the, the quicker they can show the user the 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 the, uh, the answer, the and 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 not have them come back, the better they've done their job. It's called like the 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 long click, where they won't return. However, with mobile devices on sites like Genius, which are kind of riddled with ads, uh, it's slow as crap to load and it kills your battery power. So, they have been doing things like incorporating search results, and this has been, I don't know, this is something that's it's working its way through courts in other countries and. Uh, I'm sure there will be a better case. This definitely wasn't the right case. I think is, is the only point that I'm making. I'm not saying, right. I'm not saying that Genius doesn't have a case, generally speaking, or that Google's taking their taking the content from a site and displaying it as part of their search results isn't problematic. But I think in this case, it, it, it was the wrong case. So fair enough. News with Nick. News with right. Nick. And there it is. News with Nick. Get ready for it. <laughs> news with Nick. You will adore it. Nick will be the news today. That he finds no more than news with Nick. With Nick. <laughs> yeah. The new note noteworthy. It's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that just takes the cake. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. All right, Gregorius. Hey now. Uh, I will also start with some music. This is from a recent, a very recent Kurt Rosenwinkel release on his label Hardcore Records from his new album Undercover, 
Live at the Village Vanguard. Ooh. Yeah. Listen to this one. The song is called The Past Intact, and this is kind of the outro section of it, but uh, check it out. Nice. You listened to it? I did, yeah. Yeah, I've been listening right to it a couple of, yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. Kurt is just such a beast, man. It's, he is. It's just unbelievable. You can't keep up with him. I, I, yeah, he's been so prolific over so many years. and you know, It's so tasty, too. It's so easy to overdo it in that context, it seems like. And, and yeah. like, it, it, but man, geez, it sounds so cool. No, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's been my favorite jazz guitarist for, you know, since I've known you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, that was around the time I discovered him. Yeah. And, I remember uh, you, you calling me down to the first floor of Bel Air Hall. And oh, like, right. You got to listen to this guy. Give, 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 give. Oh, really? And you're <laughs> like, bah, bah, bah. And you're like yeah. just don't pay attention to the fact that he's singing along. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he used to kind of do that a little bit more. Yeah, not as much these days. Let me ask um, you this: I, yo. I mean, no disrespect to Kurt Rosenthal at all. I mean, he's that's fire, and it, the song sounds great. Does the MIDI guitar get on you? Well, at all? That's no. First, of, no. He's his tone has never been an issue with me, and that's not MIDI. What the hell is? Um, that? I think it's like a combination of a hog. Okay. Um, I know he uses that a lot, but no, he's 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 using real stuff. Okay, most of the time. I know he did, that, he did that, have that an doesn't accent. bother you at all. No, uh, no. I mean, if it bothers you, I get it because it's it's kind of like it a doesn't modern, bother me. It's just you know, like, but why not just? It's not. It's not like because it's he's trying to sound <laughs> like a horn player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's how he gets there. You know, and that's his sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the like thing it. about it though is that you know it's him. Unlike true. so true. many other guitarists, it's he true. has created probably the most specific voice, I would say. Hmm. And uh, you know, and that's part of what I love about his style. I and haven't listened he, to the rest of that album. But does, does he ride that tone through the rest of the? I wouldn't say he does. Session? No, okay. but he's definitely you know he's got his sound and it's constantly shifting. You know. Um. There's definitely sometimes where he's a little more straight ahead, a little more sometimes where he's a little more experimental. It seemed to fit with the, with the like tone of the room it was 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 what I thought was cool. Um, right. Like I didn't I didn't I don't think the tone I didn't I definitely wasn't bothered by it. I was kind of like it was surprising because it kind of has this this wailing sound to it, like wailing electric, uh, but it worked. Uh, yeah. I and I think it's more of like the modulation maybe that. And like the so there's there's like some octaves in there, and um, I'm not sure what you know what it is exactly that's rubbing Jay the wrong way, but I think I know what he means. It's 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 not like you know it just certain guys like kind of like Matheny and Mike Stern and some guys like that they can push it a little too far, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Kurt has always been in this sweet spot for me. Okay, you know, I mean, the playing the playing is, is, is like beyond reproach. I'm, I'm not 
saying anything. Yeah, about that. yeah. Just he's like, that tone. No, I don't no, know. no, no. That's but it, but it, again, it's like that's if, right. we, if you have a uh, you know, I th- I don't know. He just he developed it over a long time, and you know, to me, it just sounds like Kurt. It never. He's never once pushed it too far. Right on for me. If he did, I would I would straight up say it. You know, because that does bug me. <laughs> uh, what know. is it? What is that? Um, what, what when you get too far away from the guitar that it doesn't even sound like a guitar anymore? Mm, okay, you know because it, right there it doesn't sound like m- traditional guitar. It doesn't sound like traditional jazz or rock guitar. It's like this mm-hmm. other thing. But in my opinion, Kurt's always been very, very aware of how he's he can do do no throwing his sound. It, it it almost has like kind of a flute like quality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds so, like the but, flute patch on a GR three. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> okay, and you know, and because I I had a GR thirty three and it would never track that well. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh, but uh, that's right, you did on your Ibanez, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his guitar playing when he when he plays lines though, it's I mean over the years, and he still he does it on this record, and when he when I first heard it i was like ah there he goes again i still don't know how he does it he basically makes it sound like the guitar is breathing yeah, yeah. it's like 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 the way that like a flute or like mm-hmm. sax player you can kind of like tell that they're like you know there's yeah. like all these yeah, like, yeah. Little, mm-hmm. like artifacts that get in there yeah he nice. somehow gets it but on a guitar and it's like <laughs> that's cool i don't that's know cool. and i remember hearing that on this first album and being like how on earth do you Anyway, that's cool. Uh, I'll go back and yeah. listen with them more. Hey, open, listen, open ear. There's also there's there's other records. I mean, I can even I could even recommend somewhere you would probably hear less of that, where the killing is just as playing. The band is just as killing. By the way, I'd be remiss not to mention that on that clip, it's Aaron Parks. Okay. Uh, on piano and keys, he's been someone who's played with Kurt a lot over the years. Uh, incredible musician, and rips on this record like there's some stuff nick i don't know if you there's some stuff where they're like going yeah um eric revis on bass who i know is another one uh that kurt has called a lot and uh greg hutchinson on drums so nice go listen to that one yeah he was great right undercover um and if you live in if you live in new york city go see well he just finished up a little uh um run at the village vanguard i think this week so mm. if you saw him Call cool him. and if you're not you missed <laughs> yeah. it anyway um but uh that's something i'm going to talk about this week i'm going to okay. talk about something else i'm going to talk about if i this... recall you were going to shit on something <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well i don't even have to do it i'm just gonna i, I don't even have to um to say that much about it because you're going to report on other people on something Let's call it that. Okay. All right. All right. That way, I don't feel as bad. Okay. Because you know, I do like to be respectful of people's work. Mm. Um. But have you guys ever heard of this show called The Idol oh, on love HBO? It. Love this. One show. of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, really honestly, got it. No, no, no. You you mentioned it on the podcast last week. Just was it on the podcast? It was I think after it was, the I don't know. podcast. It was. It no, I think it was podcast. before. Okay. We talked. We okay. talked about it. And right, I know right. that we but not on got, the air, not on the away. air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, right. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, so I, so for the listeners out there, I did kind of vent about this show to Nick and Jay off mm-hmm. the air. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's called The Idol. It's okay. on HBO. The first season just wrapped last night, last Sunday night. All it was right. five episodes, and uh, it starred Lily Rose Depp. Okay. Who is, uh, well. Let me talk about Lily Rose Depp for a minute. Sure. She is actually a very bright spot in this show. Um, she okay. is the daughter of Johnny Depp. Okay. I have eight of them. And musician, a French musician named Vanessa Paradis, oh. who, mm. if you've never heard of her, a lot of Americans I don't think have. She was a massive pop star when I was growing up in France. So mm. when I was like six years old in like 1988, this song, Joe Le Taxi, was like <laughs> number one in France. Here, check this out. Let's listen to this. Bienvenue, chez Joe. 
Jola taxi. Yeah. Jola taxi. <laughs> so we didn't get to the chorus, but it's a super hooky song. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would go listen. Go. I'm gonna be humming that one all night. Yeah, we'll, yeah. just wait until you get to the chorus. It's 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 a real earworm. <clears throat> so anyway, Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis had this daughter, Lily Rose Depp, who's now an actress. Okay. Now this girl is, you know, how do I put it? Attractive. She's she's model hot. Okay. Sure. Right, and you know is is starting an acting career in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So she signs on to play this. Uh, basically this massive pop star in this show called The Idol. And it's being developed by this guy, Sam Levinson, who did this other show called Euphoria that you may have heard of or seen. Right. Right. Very like provocative, sexy, young, hip stuff. Okay. HBO, right? Right. So now he's he's working it out. They also have this other female uh, contributor that's creating to you know the show with them, but also involved is The Weekend. Okay. Right, you guys familiar right. with The Weekend, right? Canadian sure. pop star, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, massive pop star, one of the biggest ever, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, Abel Tesfaye, or that's like his actual name, Abel Tesfaye. That's okay. his like actual name. Yeah. So this other female creator is named Amy Simons. Mm-hmm. And they're working on the show. They shoot the show. I think they completed it. But The weekend had a problem. What was his problem? And he said, the story is being too strongly told from a quote-unquote feminist lens. Huh. So he okay. ha- So supposedly he had a part in getting her out of the production of the show and reshooting a whole bunch of it. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. And so, as all this was happening, <clears throat> you know, we don't, we we're we're not privy to any of this. But then mm-hmm. there's this Rolling Stone expose, right, where they're talking about how there's all there's all this like weird stuff happening on the set of The Idol, and that it's uh it's you know people are being very uncom people are getting very uncomfortable on the set because they're shooting these scenes that are like too hardcore, and, and so everyone it's like hey. This could go either way. Either this show is going to be awesome, right, or it's going to be really, really bad, right. And the consensus, I'm afraid to say, over the last five weeks as it's aired, is that it's very, very bad. Really? Yes. Mm. Here are some of the prices wrong quotes. Rolling Stone, The Idol, HBO's cringy drama ends not with a bang but a whimper. New York Times, the season finale, like the rest of the series, had little of substance to say about either pop music or power dynamics. Now, I should point out, by the way, that this character that The Weeknd plays in the idol... Yeah, what's the premise here? Right, right. So, as I mentioned before, Lily Rose Depp is this, like, Britney Spears-type... Okay. Pop star. Pop star, yeah. But she's also just canceled a tour or talking about canceling a tour or like had to take a break because of like mental health issues, quote unquote. Sure. And there's actually one of the quotes in the show that like one of the record executives, record executives says to another record executive is how they need to like market this mental illness. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. And so they say, Oh, well, you know, if you live in Sioux city, Iowa, you are never going to meet a girl like Jocelyn. That's the name of the character. Mm hmm. She's not walking down the street. She didn't go to your high school. She doesn't work at the bar or the diner. And she did not marry your best friend. And if, on the off chance, she did, she's still never, ever going to sleep with you. Unless she has some very, very serious mental problems. And that right there is why mental illness is sexy. This, this is actually... This is, yeah, Nick just closed his eyes in disgust. Which a lot of viewers... This is that, how that a lot of within viewers the felt. first five minutes of the show, by the way. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Jay, Jay has seen the first episode... Unfortunately, is that yes. correct? Yeah. Yes, right. Now, the first episode is probably the best one, quote unquote. It just gets it like gets quality much much worse. <clears throat> so, like best one as far as it's the worst, or like uh, no, that it's the it's the most Actually, like it, it, it's the, the one where you're cringy. like, okay, well, yes, exactly. Where Oof. you're like, it could it could still go in a good direction. There's a chance they'll make. There's this a work. chance it could yeah. go in a dire- in a in a decent direction, right? This is the pilot. 
Sometimes we look back at the pilots of very sure. successful shows and say, and we're like, whoa, oh, you know, well, that was yeah. kind of whack. Mm-hmm. But sure. it, trust me, Jay, it gets so much cringier, so horrible. I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, right. And please do. D- don't waste your time. Cause, okay. Yeah. The, the Guardian says the, uh, it's one of the worst programs ever made. Mm. Yahoo says <laughs> wow. the idol is a bomb for the ages. The rap <laughs> says the finale slammed by viewers as confused, rushed, straight trash. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the LA Times called LA Times called the uh the we uh, haven't show even hot, that hot gar- yet. The LA Straight Times trash. Yeah, the LA Times called it hot garbage. Oh. Um and was wondering will the stench cling to the weekend. Oof. And so part of why I thought this was worth actually bringing onto the podcast, one was just that I was just walking around just being like, God, this show is so stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm offended that it's being made. So I never even got to the plot. I'm sorry, Nick. But basically, The That's weekend right. he plays this character that is like supposed to be very unlikable, right? And he shows up in Jocelyn's life and is like, hey, I can, I think I can, you know, kind of unlock your creativity, but like we got to get you like tied up. And it, it, it's just like, and he's just, he has a rat tail. Mm. <laughs> he wears these That's, awful clothes. Yeah, he's a terrible actor. That's a, that's uh, he's a terrible actor, and uh, that is what makes it still like as cringy and horrible. It's still funny to watch because like anytime he shows up, you're like, "No, are you kidding me?" They like they <laughs> left this in. This is so horrible. You know, it's one of those things. It's like a Wesley Willis or something like that. You just kind of. Uh-huh. You know, it's, You're it's on putting its own. it on Wesley Willis territory. I don't know Holy if it's. I, I'm just trying to, to to put it in a context where you guys understand that it's it's one of those things that's so bad that it's actually kind of good, kind of good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 worth it's fun to like quote unquote hate watch. You know, uh, or like you know make a make some bingo cards for it. You know, <laughs> once you get once you get right. the gist. Right. You know, um, it's like a cringe but, wild card or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But dude. So this character, right, is just so horrible. And even in the part, like, when he's trying to be sexy, he's, like, not sexy. When he's trying to be intimidating, he's not intimidating at all. You know, it, he's just not, it, it's it's not good. And throughout all of this, The weekend, who is this massive pop star. Right. Who, like, sells out, you know, massive arenas, is, like, defending the whole thing. He's like, hey, we look, we knew what we were getting out there. We, we knew what we were setting out there to do. And, you know, we know it's provocative. We know not everyone's going to like it. Of course, the character's despicable. Like, you know, but it's like it, the despicable character was not the problem. It's you portraying it is just not working. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not working. Yeah. And as the show went on and I learned a little bit more about it, I realized I, it just made me more and more mad because <laughs> this, this show is being shot like in this beautiful mansion, right? Turns right. out it was the weekend's house. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it's his house. <laughs> the entire soundtrack he's he created. Yeah. And uh, Jay didn't get to this point, but this guy Mike Dean, who's like this music producer, he's kind of like this kind of hipper, like mm-hmm. think of like a younger Rick Rubin, I guess. Mm-hmm. More in like the pop and R&B and hip hop scenes shows okay. up. And it's all like this. It's like there's all this all these flexes of like Oh, isn't this place amazing? You know, and, and, and then meanwhile, like the weekend's music is playing, and he's like, "Yo, yo, I'm bringing Mike Dean to the house. Yo, can you believe that?" And then, like the guy shows up, and it's like, "This is the guy who the weekend has been recording with, right?" Like, he's recording, you know. But meanwhile, all the whole time, we're supposed to believe that he's taking a risk somehow to like portray this awful character meanwhile the whole thing is just like a flex it's like him. How, yeah, it's just him it's just it's such a train wreck and listen sounds like it's gonna stick to the weekend as far as you're concerned i have no idea but already it, that's the debate is like will it or will it not and i just don't know because he there's some really horrible like you know sex scenes in this mm-hmm. movie uh, excuse me it's, it's basically a lifetime movie yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> they even shot one important scene at SoFi Stadium here in LA with like a huge audience. It turns out it was at one of his shows. Really? And he, they just like got into character and like filmed it real quick. 
What? And then he, I guess he went, I guess he like went back to the concert just because it's like gonna save them a ton of money. And maybe it's because they had to reshoot all this stuff. Yeah. Because wasn't the show like eighty percent done when he had her fired, and then they redid everything? That's what that's what we've heard. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's like maybe they shot the pilot and a few episodes and then they were like oh no no no, we can't go forward and they scrapped some episodes and just started over i just it's crazy to think that hbo i mean they do they usually do such a good job with content I, absolutely i couldn't agree more they have this you know they're like the standard yeah that's uh, so funny because that, today i just found out that there was a christopher guest movie that i hadn't seen called for, oh yeah for Which your one? consideration sure you've seen this greg I did see that one. It's, I will, it wasn't very memorable. It's not very memorable. It's not. It's definitely. Is that like the, an NPR one or something like that? What's no, the, no. It's about Hollywood. It's about Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. It, it's yeah. it starts with a great premise, but it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. But the whole funny thing is that it's like this story. It's like a, a period, nineteen forties drama in the South, American South, where mm -hmm. all the characters are Jewish. Oh, yeah. These southern drawls, but they duck. Right, it's a schwitz, you know. But then they go back <laughs> to their their southern drawls. But the whole premise is that they, I don't know, they they're doing the the whole title of the movie is home, home for Purim, Purim. home Purim. for Purim, home for home Purim. for Purim, the uh, Jewish holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ricky yeah. Gervais, Ricky Gervais, the studio head, comes in. And he's like, now, "Can we just?" Reel back on the Jewishness, you know, just a bit. <laughs> so they retitle it to Home for Thanksgiving, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so they have to reshoot the so entire good. movie, right? It just it's, not, it's, it's not bad, you know. It's you know, the Christopher Guest movies are so yeah, normally yeah. good, but dude, I, I don't know. Did you guys see A Star is Born? Yes, no, I haven't seen that. Jay, you should watch that one. I know, that I've, good. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Um, I but couldn't that, stand that song, but that was a great. It was me it was neither. Oh, me neither. You, you, you have no clue. <laughs> no, I do. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. We, we, you have yeah. a clue. <laughs> okay. But but the idea is that um, some people have compared like okay, so like Lady Gaga was in her career at that point where the weekend is at his, uh, but it's like completely different. It's gonna have completely different. We get to see what results. the universe does in this circumstance. This is cool. Mm -hmm. It's just. I don't know, man. It's strange that he would choose to. It sounds like it sounds like an exercise in self indulgence, which is unfortunate. Oh, massive! It's a it's a vi massive vanity project. Yeah, yeah. Um, which even can't to go, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the episodes starts with this song, and Jay, uh, I think I have I sent, I sent you this clip. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is just to give you a sense of what you have, what you. <laughs> Subjected to. If you decide to go down this route, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're gonna I promise you yeah. that I'm not this watching you're gonna, you know a you're minute gonna more of this, movie, of this mm. show. Did you hear this yet? No. I'll put it on. You didn't like that, Jay? Uh, not a fan of a weekend cover of a John Lennon song. No, I didn't think so. Uh, hence, hence why, it hence was exactly really interesting to see it. the YouTube comments on that. How many people didn't realize that was a John Lennon song? Of course <laughs> they didn't. Because they're, they're f***ing 12. Oh. <laughs> Too young to hear that. <laughs> Look, go out there, watch it, make your own opinion. Nah, you don't need to watch <laughs> it. You don't have to. Trust me, you don't have to. Hey, what do the audience ratings say about this? Oh, wait, I didn't even get to the best part. Yeah. <laughs> because as we talked about this last week, <laughs> I was I was like, we got to pull, pull this up. And, and uh, Nick goes on Rotten Tomatoes. And he says, oh, well, it has a 20% critic rating and a 
40% audience rating, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, which still is terrible. Obviously terrible. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. there was another article that came out, and I passed it around. because I was like, you got to be kidding me. Check this out. Because we were specifically talking about the Rotten Tomatoes audience right. rating. Right, being twice as high as the critics Yeah. Were. Turns out that of the 500 five-star reviews uh -huh. on Rotten Tomatoes, 490 of them were created by like accounts started that day. <laughs> first time, first time reviewers. Yeah, first time reviewers. As yeah. my son would say, that's a bit sus. Uh, mm. Yes, totally sus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jackson loves to say that as well. Yeah. Does yep. Benjamin play? Has he has he ever played Among Us? He's only watched videos of people playing Among Us. Okay, but yeah, yes. yeah, but, yeah. The, but it's YouTube that yeah. he gets it from. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, but they, they use that to, to talk about Among Us. Oh, it's, mm -hmm. orange is sus. You know? Yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's definitely sus, especially when Ron Tomatoes said, we didn't see anything like that for Last of Us. <laughs> you know, right. Like the other, <laughs> the other shows that like came out to a lot of hype. Right. Um, and so now it's like started to be like, oh, The weekend with this 490 burner right, accounts. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But it makes you think, is he doing that on iTunes? Is he doing that? You know, like I, or or paying some company to do it for him? Yeah, or buying his own album. He does have some legit good songs though. Like I mean, oh, the, the weekend? He, guy's not yeah. like a total like fabrication. That might be true, but I think uh, this this venture into Hollywood <laughs> for him was a, a bit of a misstep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have some control issues. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Um, which is actually shown not only in how this was made, but also the plot itself, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. where he's like controlling this pop star. And this guy, Sam Levinson, apparently was like feeding him lines and getting more and more extreme, you know, to the point where people on the set were like, this is just weird and disturbing. And yeah, you know, not good to begin with. Yeah. It's However, I will say that I, I, I don't think that the, uh, the actress, Lily Rose Depp, she didn't embarrass herself. I think that she did what she was, what was like kind of expected of her, delivered, you know, the goods. She looks amazing. Mm. That's, that's all she could really do. But who knows? <laughs> you know, who knows? What was, what was that movie that's considered like one of the worst movies of all time? The it's, Ring? Listen, Showgirls? This guy self-financed it. <laughs> Oh, the room, the, the room. room, the room. Yes, yes. It. it's as comparable to that. Except this, this guy, the weekend is it's loaded, dude. It's yeah. been great. And it's HBO. I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that shocks me the most. It's crazy. Like, if this was like straight to Amazon to... Prime or something like that, or like Voodoo, you know, like I could see. They that, must but... have had. They must have had like the, the the contract to like release the first season must have been in place, and they couldn't. I don't know. That it's crazy that they, that they rolled it out, but. Yeah, it's very, very But there was so much hype strange. around it, though. At that point, like, they probably made the calculation of, let's let him fall flat on his face instead of... Well, yeah, and the other it. the other part of it is, of course, hey, even a dumb, stinking podcast about music is talking about this right now. Yeah, so it's going right. to get some clicks, you know? Yeah. It's not going to hurt but if it's, if, But if all the clicks are just to, like, talk trash on it, you know, then that's it's not quite as... Unless you got to pay to pay to see it. I don't know, man. I, all I can say is, I, you know, I watched the first 45 minutes of it and i i've never seen so much garbage but like that's not no nothing in that nothing in that show is anything that i want to see on my screen mm -hmm. like at mm -hmm. all i have no interest in seeing anybody from that lifestyle or any representation of that lifestyle i don't care so i'm, I'm not it's like, the target it's like demographic it's a for this you, you don't want to go visit right <laughs> absolutely right. not <laughs> But from what I saw, it was it lined up with what you were talking about, Greg, and what yeah. everyone on the internet was talking about. Anyway, there you go. All right, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. We did it. Woo! Oh man, that felt cathartic. That's yeah, nice. we got a lot out there tonight. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is. Uh, the 4th of July will have come and gone by the time you're hearing this. So Correct. my public service announcement to 
please try to keep all your fingers on your body is going to be completely moot by the time you hear this. But uh, if you did lose any fingers this week, hmm. Hmm. Uh, get to a hospital. Yeah. You know, um, get that taken care of because they're the yeah. only ones you got. And leave a review. Yes. If you have any fingers left, please re- leave a review. Well, use use voice, voice to text. Voice to text works, you know. It's and if really uh, well. somebody did want to get in touch with us, fingers or not, Greg, how would they do mm. so? No fingers required. You would uh, hit the little microphone. That, well, maybe just say um, ask uh, Alexa or Siri, hey, Siri to take you right? to youshouldcheckitout.com mm-hmm. or send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Find us on social media, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Hmm. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Yes, you yeah. should. Thank you. Appreciate that. Wonderful. Boys, it's been a good time. Happy Indeed. Fourth of July. Fantastic. Time. Happy Independence Happy Day. Happy Fourth of you. Yeah. We'll see you back here Happy next fourth, week. Happy Fourth, boys. How about it? Hell yeah. Peace. See you. Later.